Good. Sound, so you're not going to improve, don't worry. So we're live. We're live. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the host, Paul, and we are coming to you on a Monday night as uh, I thought we'd change it up a little bit, but not really. We just wanted to accommodate our, our co-host, <laughs> Ed's whim, because she wanted to experience a, a, an actual real life con and she's come back broken the poor girl really broken <laughs> oh, tonight, who. yes and tonight we are joined by the lovely emma and goodwill <laughs> my, old, my oldest and dearest friend who gives me zero sympathy <laughs> what you deserve thank you <laughs> give zero fucks but yes um so on this special monday night episode of the podcast um it was meant to be the special birthday weekend podcast uh, where we were doing uh, a review on uh, back to the future so we are going to uh, getting excited i know as soon as i mentioned that i wanted to review this film i think sam said emma was messenger like crazy and mm. she wanted to be a part of this yeah um, and goodwill as well can't keep them away from this place now it seems even though we, we do have a choice. we do have a restraining order in place uh, it's, well, it's pending viewer <laughs> right guys he kissed me that's all i'm gonna say where's your necklace wouldn't you like to know? Them <laughs> <laughs> fucking necklaces, but yes. Um, so, do you want to get your little yeah. bits out of the way there, Sammy? <laughs> get me little bits out of the way. So, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you would like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. Uh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So, let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. She's putting a posher voice on when she does it now no. as well. It's the voice that was on the BBC. It was on the BBC, didn't you know? Mm-hmm. So this is, gonna, this is going to be Emma's first experience of Sam's new little uh, thing that oh. she's trying to put oh, into this. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, but it's not new because we've tried it. I've been trying to do it since episode one, which Jake pointed out the other day. And if you want to hear me phone voice, Emma, that's episode one and all. <laughs> but just just to ask, how are you all doing? How are you all keeping what you've been watching? What you've been up to? Oh, God. Exactly. The pressure's on that's, now. That's where we're at, Emma. Can I, I go I, first? Please do. <laughs> I do apologise. I'm extremely tired, mm-hmm. but I've been watching 1899 that uh, came out on Netflix, and I bloody loved it. I saw you post that the other day. And if you haven't seen it already, go and watch it before Netflix cancels it, please. <laughs> because when whenever anything good comes on Netflix, you go, oh, guys, people love this. Yeah, let's cancel it. Please, this needs a season two. I need a season two of this. Please go watch it. Eighteen ninety nine. It does look pretty good. I've seen the adverts for it. It does look. It looks quite spooky, like chilling. So, what's it about? I'm. That's yeah, I'm Eighteen ninety nine is set in the year. Are you ready oh, for this? Eighteen ninety nine. It's from. It's from the. I think it's from the makers of Dark. Right. No, I think some oh. of you've seen that. Is that yeah. the um? Oh gosh, it's a it's a it's a dubbed one, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. It's a multi, yeah, yeah, it's a multilingual, uh, it's a multilingual show. So there's elements of English, German, um, Spanish, so French. So is it Scandi- Scandinavian, is it? Like, no, it's German, this one, I believe. Oh, right. Uh, it's the, the, the very basic non-spoiler premise is in the year 1899, on a transatlantic crossing, a ship diverts because they've received a distress signal from another ship that went missing four months ago and was never heard from again. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say because there's only eight episodes and I really don't want to spoil it because it is brilliant. Top tip though, and I think I did say this on our little chat, Netflix defaults to English with dub. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! To, to appease the Americans, um, <laughs> if you just change it to English original, um, it will go to the uh, intended audio, which is obviously a mix of English speaking, French, Spanish, German, and it makes it way more authentic. Yeah, right. Um, I that's what I've been watching this week, and I, I really cannot recommend this enough. I loved it. Ah, oh, cool. Well, so it's like a bit... try. Sounds like hard work, but I'll I'll try. <laughs> I'm in. I'm I'm gonna finish what I started ten years ago. I'm watching the last season of The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah, Next. I'm doing it. I've invested ten years of my life of it. <laughs> I'm gonna see this fucker through to the end. You don't get that time back, you know. No. I, well, I realise that ten years on. No, it's it's one of them things you have to finish. I know Nick's busy watching the last two episodes now downstairs. Uh, no, she doesn't watch the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't let Anne watch the support podcast. Supportive wife there, then. Yeah. <laughs> she does tell people off when they, um, they kick off with the everyone tag, so she does support us that way, so I'll, I'll give her a juice there. Um, what about you, Emma? Are you watching anything interesting? Um, at the moment, um, I'm watching a couple of things. Um, I, again, re- went back to, to re-watch something and finish off, and it was um, Orange is the New Black. So I'm mm-hmm. on the last series of Orange is the New Black at the moment because... Last time I watched it, I kind of got to like series five and then gave up. And I thought, Same no, I need beer. Um, and we're also, me and the other half are watching um, White Lotus on Sky at the moment, mm-hmm. um, right. which is actually quite interesting. It's quite intriguing about the hotel in Hawaii. It just makes yeah. it one holiday as well. So, all right. No, never heard of that one. So, I think, uh, I have, I think I've seen it advertised. It's got, um, Jennifer Coolidge in it. So, mom. Oh, hasn't yeah. she just Tiffany won an award mom. for that? Yeah. Yeah. Mom. Sam, how is your mom? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. She still wants to come on and do a Fraser episode. <laughs> oh, she can come on anytime. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's class, Sam. I love your mom. Well, yeah. to know, though, will you? She's something. Um, <laughs> She's definitely something. <laughs> uh, I went to see Black Adam. On Friday, I know it got a lot of hate online, but I actually enjoyed it. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's a simple, basically. I wouldn't even say it's like a like a start like a start and a fresh. It's just basically um, a superhero story where the it, it's not black and white, and it's it paints America without seeing America like colors uh, in not so great light. It does does it well, but it, it's a little bit too in your face at times with the message that I was trying to get across, but it's entertaining and it's worth it for the uh, end credit scene as well, which I think the whole internet has the heard about. The whole world knows it by now. <laughs> um, we're going to watch it. I, I want to watch it. I saw your review on it and I was like, yeah, 
I'll give it a try. I really need to get out and see Black Panther as well. I'm yes. so busy. Um, but, but I, I watched need... a yeah, but I watched a Netflix documentary TV show because you know how Netflix lo- loves these weird uh, TV shows. Um, yeah, the one about the Pepsi uh, advert. Where oh, the, where's my jet? Where's my jet? Yeah, so it's basically a four episode or five episode um, like documentary where um, the Pepsi broadcast basically an advert saying if you collect five seven million uh, Pepsi points, it was when they were giving away the Pepsi T-shirts mm-hmm. and Pepsi bags and stuff. We would give you a Harrier jet, but they didn't put any disclaimer on or say we're just oh, kidding. <laughs> so, so some college kid worked out how much it would cost to get. Uh, 7 million points, but then Pepsi fucked themselves in the arse again by reading the catalogue saying, instead of saving the Pepsi points, you can pay for a, a point at 10 cents a point. So you worked out it would cost over £400,000 oh uh, for 7 million Pepsi points. And he went to his business, ma- like he knew this guy who was like a, a millionaire and stuff like that. And he gave him a business plan and went, look, this is how we can do it. And what? they got the lawyers involved and thought, yep, there's no legal ramifications and Pepsi shit a brick. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, amazing. <laughs> so basically, they sent a check for $400,000 saying, um, saying we want our Harrier jet. And then Pepsi tried suing them, saying that he was trying to get a, like uh, an illegal thing. And they said they should have, should, have, should have known it was a joke. But that was a joke. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, in no, in no part of it, uh, did they say, but uh, it went down the whole route of like false advertising and how uh, Pepsi wanted the number to be like kind of like attainable but not attainable. So they thought no one in the right mind would get the seven million. But like the original advertisers said, like they said they were going to set over 700 million or 70 million, but they kept on bringing it down saying, all oh, that number's too big because they wanted people like kids to think, oh, I'm going to buy Pepsi and they got fucked over. But um, say that originally offered him a million pound in settlement but oh he declined it because he said he wanted his jet because the jet was worth 30 million <laughs> uh, and, um, oh he knows he's worth this guy <laughs> but, but the problem was um like say this guy who was just a young kid and pepsi just threw money at him and right we're going to take him through all the courts and and um got like say the the right judge to to judge on it and stuff like the proper it was proper corrupt as fuck so yeah, he, he ended up losing. He yeah, he ended up losing, but it, it would have cut. Co- they would have known it would have like cost him millions to keep keep going and try and get it. So, but like say the the documentary was hilarious just to see how much this company had fucked up. This big yeah. company like Pepsi had went. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, he, he just kept on saying, "I want me jet." <laughs> and I suppose from the boy's point of view as well, like you've kind of got a bit of gratification there, knowing that how much money Pepsi would have thrown into, yeah. mm-hmm. you know into you know not being sued because yeah. they can afford to do it but you know what a waste of money on their behalf when but, did this uh when did this all happen paul and the 80s in the best era why, <laughs> am I, why am I, i'm sat here and i'm thinking of the simpsons episode where bart gets an elephant and he's just going where's yeah. my elephant <laughs> yeah. where's probably, my elephant <laughs> well it, it it maybe i was going to give you something stupid i think the the court case only ended in 90 uh, in 98 or 99 so wow. so it did go on for a long time but um just every time it kept, it kept on uh like saying it uh it's just getting up i just want i just want this but they got this um other lawyer involved who was 
he was going to federal prison now because he was a bit dodgy. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. So, um, like, cause they were going to go really to the, the throat to Pepsi to the point where they, they were, they was going to do, do an ad campaign that probably would have ended up with people in jail for liable. So, uh, so, but, wow. but absolutely entertaining as fuck. One of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. But yeah, um, and Lee's point. Do you out, remember uh, when the Spice Girls used to advertise Pepsi? Yeah. Am I, well, am I old? Am I no, showing no. my age now? I, 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 can, I remember when Cindy, uh, what's it called? Cindy, Cindy Crawford? Mm-hmm. No, Cindy Crawford did it with the, the mall type thing. Cindy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, Joan Crawford married the owner of Pepsi and became one of their, mm-hmm. like, she kind of took over when he died. It didn't go very well. She was there for quite a few years. But yeah, John Crawford was the owner of Pepsi Cola. I'll tell you, tell you what was the funniest part of the documentary. Each person that was got on they had to do the, the Coke challenge. So they had to like, taste like two, two busy drink containers and see which one they thought was best. And Coke won uh, <laughs> six five. Uh, out of them. And actually, a Pepsi advertisement guy picked Coke. So that Coke, was hilarious. Coke does taste like, to <laughs> yeah. be fair. No, Pepsi's not shit. Pepsi, yeah, no, Pepsi's, not Pepsi's, great. My, yeah. Pepsi's always my drink of choice, nah. but I love oh. a, I love Coke in a can. Can't Coke drink it out of a bottle, but Coke in a can. Lush. Coke, Coke in a glass Coke bottle. Glass bottle Coke. Ice cold. Ice cold glass bottle Coke. Yes. That's how rock and roll we are. We're not talking about Coke as cocaine. It's well, like glass, glass, glass that Coke. is such a good... Well, that's such we're on a, a good, podcast. We can't talk about drugs on the podcast. <laughs> but it is such a good segue into what we are talking about tonight. Yes. Because it's actually one of the quotes that I say quite a lot. You uh, want, can't get a Pepsi free. <laughs> you want a Pepsi, son? You got to pay for it. <laughs> Let's say that. Just give me a tab. <laughs> can't give you a tab without telling you what you want. <laughs> the product placement and advertising in this movie was brilliant. <laughs> genius. Absolute genius. So, yes, we are talking all about Back to the Future. We're just doing the first one, or we're going to delve into the other ones? And we're going to touch on We're going to see how it goes. But, like I because we can keep the trilogy for another podcast another day when we talk about best franchises and stuff like that because it, it's going to come up and lord of the rings probably going to fuck off but we'll not go there i was you must have just read my mind because i was just thinking oh and we can add lord of the rings into that one too <laughs> no goodwill lord but of the rings yes but the hobbit no i'm just yeah. going to put that in there yeah i agree with that one absolutely no. not but lord of the rings Yes. Like one return and it's of the gin. Yes. Um, and no. if anyone's anyone's listening on YouTube as well, I have got a little sound bite over over us playing. So if you can hear it, okay. uh, just just let us know if it's annoying you or anything like that. So I've got the little like do 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 like, like to the Back to the Future little oh, harmonies going. Oh, that noise! Do, Great Scott. <laughs> you hear it when you walk on through Universal Studios in Florida. Oh God, and, I bet that's uh, amazing. It's about, I'm incredibly jealous of anybody who's been to Universal Studios yours to say that. It's yeah. well, it's gone now. The Back to the Future ride's gone, but I went on it so many times, and it was so busted up by the end. Like you can tell, it was on its way out. I'm so jealous of anybody did, who's been on it. I've touched the train, so <laughs> the train for number three. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't touch it, but I walked past it a few times. <laughs> I've been to Hill Valley. Oh, oh my <laughs> word. Oh, Oh, well, Goodwill um, wins. <laughs> I've got a duck. <laughs> well done, Emma. <laughs> it's still in the box, so she needs to take it out of the box. No, no I can't take it out of the box. It's a, it's a collector's <laughs> item. Ooh, it will devalue. 
it, it, <laughs> it literally joins my two favorite things in life ducks and back the future yes What's not so, that? but that's a good thing because I think we're all the age now. Uh, some of us are older than others. Um, like say, <clears throat> <laughs> but um, we got to experience Back to the Future like first time around. Uh, maybe not at the cinema, but like say yeah. on VHS release. Uh, Sammy's getting Wikipedia up as we can see now. Where see the face like... <laughs> My face lights up. Like so eighty-five. Eighty-five. Literally in the movie, the. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, yes it is <laughs> yeah it actually is um, so directed by Robert Zemeckis and I can't remember the, I, can, I want to say Bob Crane but it's not no. it was written by Bob Gale mm-hmm. and, yeah. Robert, and Robert Zemeckis um, it was um, produced by Spielberg though wasn't it Spielberg, yeah. Kathleen yes, Kennedy and, yeah, and but, Bob Gale were the fun producers. fact it was Steven Spielberg who made them choose um, the Doc's pet because he oh. was, yeah, he, he was initially in the first drafts of the script. He was supposed to have a pet chimp, right. um, but Steven Spielberg turned around to um, Robert Zemeckis and said that apparently nobody, make, no film make, makes money with a chimp, a chimp in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so they had to change it. I, wow. have, I, I like Einstein as a dog. What was he I called? Just... What was he called when he when, like the first dog called? It was. Um... I oh, was it. Oh. Um, no, it was a different Copernic- name. But... Was it Copernicus? Something like that. I think that's wow, I, I what some, a name. Mm-hmm. Some astrologist or, or astronomist or something like that, isn't it? Scientist. Yeah. Scientist. Science. <laughs> something to do with science. Science. <laughs> so, can you remember the first time you saw Back to the Future? Well, I was probably a kid. I genuinely can't because mm. I've seen it that many times. I can't remember the first time I saw The Goonies, but I can't remember the first time I've seen Back to the Future because literally it was on every bank holiday, every Christmas, every Easter weekend. Any time, like, see, I think ITV needed a slot fill and they used to put Back to the Future on. And they Um, still do. Yeah. Still do. do. I just, it's just always been there. It's Mm -hmm. just there. I can't remember actually watching it for the first time. It's one of my dad's favourites. Absolutely loves it. I'd say it's one of them films where I, I've seen so many times, and we watched it uh, last weekend uh, with the, with us being uh, off work a little bit. So I got a chance to watch a few films, and I still loved it. I still mm. laughed, and um, I, Nick was getting annoyed at us because I was saying the lines before the lines were yeah. were coming on. Yeah. But he actually yeah, went that's... made the points. How many times have you seen this film? I was good. Uh, t- t- can't it's, even see. Yeah, it's and like a, watch Ghostbusters with me because I do that. It's like a go-to film. Like for me, every time I'm having a Mm-hmm. rubbish time or I'm feeling a bit low yeah back in the future is one of the ones you know that I can go to and I know I can just watch it over and over again um you know just gonna throw that out there not had not had the greatest time at the moment like lately so mm-hmm. I did watch it the other day and it just <laughs> you know I was on the sofa like you say just snuggled on the sofa with the cat me and the cat just watching <laughs> back in the future and it was just great it's like the comfort blanket as well yeah yeah I watched it too and in theory as well when you watch the film now this movie could have been a real big mess like the, the themes the storylines and everything that's going on in it. it this movie shouldn't work as well as it does yeah so not only is it the most scientifically proven perfect film of all time mm-hmm. it also gets teached in ucla as the most perfect script not the not just just the script alone 
is the most perfect script written, and that's they teach off the back of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's Fun seamless, facts. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's totally seamless. Like the continuity within the film itself is, mm-hmm. you know, again things going from when he, you know, at the beginning where the mall's called Twin Pine Mall, and yeah. then obviously he goes back. Mm-hmm. To you know, to 1955, knocks over a pine tree, and then later on in the film, towards the end, you see that it's called like Lawn Pine Mall. Yeah, oh, every everything like that. Everything means something, even to yeah. the point where when Aini comes back from the future and he looks at the watch, he goes, "Oh, he's one minute. He's actually one minute and twenty one seconds out. So it's one point twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> everything means something, and that's why this is like the most perfect script. Yeah, it took um seven years to make that's a lengthy that's a process yeah Rob Zemeckis literally barging into Spielberg's office (laughs) um to it being filmed but it's it's insane that it is scientifically you know a perfect movie considering (laughs) that the insanity of production and post-production yeah (laughs) I started filming in November 84 yeah. And it was just a, a torrential rain constantly on the Universal lot, but well, they... it had to be filmed on a nighttime as well, wasn't yeah. it? Because of uh, uh, Fox, yeah. So it was the first the... movie to be ever filmed in the Universal backlog. So it was basically the learning curve for any other film after that was based on what they did that in that production. But you have to give them props with the editing, you know, mm-hmm. with the continuity, like Sammy said, because they. They they wanted it originally for May eighty five, and then they put it back to July, late July, mm-hmm. early August eighty five, and they then said, "Oh, can you do it for July fourth? And the absolute speed of which they got this for—I mean, in the eighties as well, they didn't have the technology that we do now. The speed yeah. and the perfection in it, and mm-hmm. the, the famously that the last thing that they did was the. A effect shot. ILM had to do the effect shot where Marty's hand is disappearing. Yeah. And that was the last shot. And they just turned around and went, Yeah, that'll do. And they left it. <laughs> and it's still because they were that it, up against the wall with the deadline. It was like, <clears> I think it was a couple of weeks before it was due yeah. to be printed. Yeah. Because Michael J. Fox um, was doing Family Ties. Family Ties, yeah. Because that, that's, that's the, re- the reason why he originally turned down the part. Was, yeah. Was, and they got said, Eric. Eric Stoltz, isn't they? Yeah. Yes. And that's a good, <laughs> good way. To, I'll, I'll just get his picture up because there's actually been pictures released <laughs> so, now of Eric Stoltz in in Back to the Future because they filmed quite a lot of it. The day. Uh, he's still like, in oh, it. He's, yeah. he's still in the movie. He is. There's part of him where, thing. yeah, there's part of him where his back's turned and they've just, it's because the shot is so short, they've used him. But he mm. was such a, he was trying to go all, what's the word? Like, Method. Method, that's it. And he would have everyone call him, I'm Marty McFly. You got to call us Marty McFly. So when he actually got fired, nobody knew who he was. <laughs> they were like, oh, Eric Schultz is being fired. And they're like, who? Like, they had no idea. But um, the two, Biff, the guy who plays Biff and the guy and the woman who plays his mom, they did their wrap up um, on the first part, got a phone call from Robert Zemeckis and said, you have to come into my office now. Generally, both of them thought they were being sacked. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. They had to apologise to them and say, listen, we've fired Eric. 
we need to get you back. We have to go and reshoot it all. You will be paid. Um, but we're going to have to push because obviously an actor is given a time of how long you'll be on set for. That time then changes when you've got to add into reshoots of something you shouldn't really be reshooting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they got a bit of a, a relief. They, they were generally crying as they, I was, re- I've been reading a lot of facts today. <laughs> um, and they were generally, yeah, yeah. generally crying as they walked into his office and he was like, What's what like what's the problem? Like they had no idea that they thought they were going to get sacked because the he had crew, the the crew knew for a, I think about a week before they sacked um Salts. Um and Zemeckis was deliberately filming shots where it was either without him mm-hmm. or it was like up uh, close ups where yeah. he wasn't involved in the in the thing. And the the new for a week, and they said like when they fired him, he was more relieved than anything because he just said I didn't gel with the movie at all. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously it was designed for someone with the, obviously it was designed for Jay Fox in mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the comedic uh, timing, the comedic um, movements just weren't there with Eric Stoltz because yeah. he is very I, method. That's it. I I read somewhere that he um when he was asked about obviously you know to, when he was asked to play it a bit more like comedy style he was mm-hmm. refusing because he didn't feel like you know he, he thought it was a tragedy he was you know mm-hmm. going on about how you know the script is such a tragedy and so he wasn't actually you know willing to do it in a mm-hmm. you know with the comedy timing and, and things like that yeah because yeah. it, it did have an, a different title the back of the future before when live what was space it spaceman spaceman from pluto yeah because yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used it actually in the well, that was the, the book, the, wasn't it? It was the comic that they did. It, they put it in as a deliberate reference because the the EP, uh, not the EP, what was he called? He was Thing of Universal. I forgot his name. He said, oh, can we change it from Back to the Future to Spaceman from Pluto? And obviously Zemeckis hated the name and Spielberg hated the name. So they mm-hmm. went back and they said, oh, dear, so-so, thank you for your humorous notes. Ha, 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 we all had a laugh. And then they just left it. <laughs> and he was that embarrassed. He didn't want to correct them. And yeah, say, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> so they, they whacked it in uh, to the, the into the little comic. But on just a little aside, I didn't know that, you know, I think it's the either the diner scene or the school fight scene that Eric Stoltz actually broke the, the actor who plays Biff's collarbone. Right. <laughs> yes, it, yes, he did. Uh huh. Because he was he, he was in hospital for a really long time for that. Yes, when he went and punched him, and apparently Lee saying, "I'm thinking if I've read it right, Lee, he's actually you can still see him ever so slightly in that scene." Yeah, he swings a punch. You can you can see. Yes, yeah, it's Eric Stoltz who swings yeah. the punch. But it's again, the film is so seamless and so tight and tidy. Mm-hmm. I, gen- I couldn't point that out to you unless no. you're actually going to tell us, and that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But Michael J. Fox was so clever with how he obviously he got to do it at night because he was filming family ties but he told family ties if they cut his scenes if they cut his episodes or change his schedule in any way he would see them in court <laughs> and he fucking meant it wow. like yeah the, the dude was working like he, and he, he was sleeping in a car wasn't he yeah, yeah. three hours they'd, they'd pull up in an estate with a bed in the back mm-hmm. and he'd like Finish it. He was doing ten five on family ties, hopping in a station wagon, going off to Universal, doing mm-hmm. it all the way up till 
uh, four in the morning and then going into the car and falling asleep before being driven back to Fox to film Family Ties on the side of LA. But you, but you don't see any of that in his performance. Yeah. It is absolutely perfect. There's no, you can't see tiredness, grouchiness, everything that we would do, like I'm doing right now, everything that we would do <laughs> because we're tired, you don't see that in him. And that just goes to show how amazing of an actor he actually is. Yeah, like dedication. Yeah, massively. And, but you could tell he was having fun in this film. Like that, that, that's just beams out of it. Like every single person who performs, like Christopher Lloyd, is just <gasps> like every time he's on the screen, it, he just just wackiness. Like he, how you don't burst out laughing with some of the stuff he comes out with, and like, his facial expressions as well he, would break apparently, me. Apparently, apparently he turned it down at first as well. You know, Christopher Lloyd, really, um, because he didn't want to do a comedy role. He wanted to, he wanted to focus on something a bit more serious, um, oh, right. and he Did didn't he... want to do a comedy role. So apparently, he turned it down the first time he read the the script. He he said he didn't want to do it. Well, there was a fair few actors who actually auditioned for Marty McFly. Um, Johnny Depp he, was one of them. Johnny Depp was one of them, and Rob Zemeckis said, "I generally can't remember him actually being there." That's how good of an impression he made. Uh, <laughs> but there was so I think Brad Pitt auditioned for him. There was like very like a lot of big names in there. But mm-hmm. he, the role was written with Michael J. Fox in mind. Yeah, but and there's not like say I know everyone says like the perfect films and stuff like with the trilogy as well. And um, there always is that controversy as well. I know the Kristen Glover stuff that goes on. Like what? Yeah. I still don't yeah. quite understand what happened there, mind. I still don't get what happened. He was he was very. I think he had a lot of nerves. Yeah, um, filming and um... apparently it was a bit of a nightmare. He kept trying to change things, and then already like mm-hmm. filmed quite a lot of it. And he wanted to change his actual character and wanted to change like his hairstyle and whatever mm-hmm. else, but you know, to like develop his character. He refused um, to come and, on set at times, saying if yeah. you can't, if you if he says yeah. if I can't read the lines that I think should be and, and stuff like that, was absolute nightmare. He, and then, he sat. He, he got approached by the, I think it was a school scene. It's uh, the bit of the the lunch when he's writing. He's writing one of his stories. And yeah, he, like he admits the man. You are, you know, I'm writing sci-fi. Mm. Um, apparently, that scene was a continuity nightmare. Because mm-hmm. he'd do one thing and then he'd fidget or move and his hair kept moving and kept moving, all yeah. the peripherals kept moving. And Zemeckis apparently just kept sitting down and just going, Well, Crispin, we need to do this and do this, and blah, 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 blah. And apparently, this was like four or five takes. And then at the end, <laughs> Zemeckis went up to her and he said, If you don't stop moving, I'm going to duct tape your <laughs> ass to the chair. <laughs> he had the duct tape ready because he said you just kept moving and kept screwing up the scene because he's obviously with the hair because it was like brill cream. Mm-hmm. They'd set it all up and then in the next scene, there'd be a bit It'd sticking down yeah. and stuff. And they just said, mm-hmm. just stop moving. But mm-hmm. I think, wasn't he, uh, forgive me, but didn't they just use his scenes in Back to the Future too? They didn't do anything new. Um, they, they got someone else in to look at him, but they had him wearing sunglasses or uh, like yeah, to, to cover upside, up the face. Upside down. That's the scene that really freaks me out in that film. Like <laughs> majorly freaks us out because obviously you've got Michael J. Fox playing the two kids, but there's one scene where the girl, the daughter, who is Michael J. Fox, looks directly into the camera and eyes go really wide, and it proper freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> Going back was, to um... Lloyd a minute, the last bit where he's on the when he's sorting the wire out and everything like I can't count how many times me and Anthony have seen this film 
But, and you still get nervous. You think he's not going to make it. <laughs> he's going to fall. Oh, sorry, my computer screen, my monitors just went blank there for a second. Um, no, it's the uh, it's the facial expressions from him and Anthem literally belly laughing, like proper howling at his facial expression. His comedy, mm-hmm. like like his physical comedy. It's yeah. fucking. I, I don't think I. I don't think I properly appreciated it until like today. I've just because today I've mm-hmm. been like a fucking the Walking Dead. Like I just couldn't couldn't function. Yeah. So my eyes were just completely on the screen. I wasn't on my phone or anything, and yeah. I just couldn't stop laughing. I know it's so funny. Tell you what though, because he gives you all the emotions in the world. Because like yeah. that, like that scene, he goes through the, the ringer. Like everything he does, like from. Uh, like bribing the police officer, even though you don't see it in the original cut, there's an alternative scene when you see him giving him money. Yeah. Um, basically, um, when the wire comes down, he slides down. But I still tear up when Marty goes like back and you see the dock and you realise he's did it and he's he does dead. that little jig and you, yeah. he gets really excited. <laughs> and the, the realisation in his face as well that he's like, that his idea worked. Yeah. And that's just like, again, all the comedy and everything that he does through that, that one moment just gives you such satisfaction. And you just think that's just like the perfect moment. Like not with Marty, not trying to fuck his mother and everything. Our mother trying to fuck him, sorry. That moment with the the doc realising that he's like, He's not crazy. He's not. Yeah, he's not crazy. mad. Yeah. And the, the scene where the end where he's like, you know, where Marty's watching him being shot mm-hmm. and then he's driving off and he runs down. Now, I'm too in the moment because I generally like think when I first thought like, he's dead. But yeah. when I watched it today, I was like, how the fuck did I not notice? His bulletproof breath is like literally sticking out of the top <laughs> of his jacket. How have I not said? But I'm not focusing on that. I'm not focusing no. on the tiny detail that you yeah. can generally see the jacket is sticking up out of his collar. Mm. Um, I'm focused on the fact that I think the fucker's dead. And it's when he sits up and he, the whole, he says a letter and he's like, I thought, you know, we don't mess with time. I really just wanted in that moment for him to go, I thought, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> But it just, that just goes back to like what you were saying about it being such a um, like continuity wise, such a perfect film. Yeah. Because every single time that you watch it, you notice something different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like you know, like I've never noticed that, but now mm-hmm. that I when I watch it again, I will notice that. Yeah. You know, it's literally whole... here. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. You can actually see that. You can see the Kevlar coming out of his ja- out of his shirt as yeah. well. There's, there's so, so when he originally gets shot, did he have the Kevlar on then, or was it after he went back? Oh, I don't want oh, to say that. Like, I have to rewatch it now. Well, there was, go back with and forwards. So people have always said there's a massive plot hole in this film, to where the why didn't Marty Marty's mum and dad remember Marty from? 1950, whatever. Mm. And Bob Semeckles turned around and said, 17-year-old, you've met someone for eight days. Not You've never seen them continuously for eight days, but you've seen them for eight days. Can you yeah. generally tell me you would remember who they are? Absolutely not. I can't remember anybody I met when I was 17. Really? We're trying to think <laughs> <laughs> don't know who so, you guys are. Don't know what you're about. <laughs> yeah, see, I, to be fair, I have trouble remembering people from last week. Never mind. Um, yesterday, hi. <laughs> Yeah, but that was his, that was it. That was Rob, Robert Zemeckis' answer was, "Would you remember?" But to be and fair, though, that, was... that's pulling apart like little things, like uh, as as you would uh, yeah. when you're trying to like tear something apart. Or look look at the negative side of things. Like say, it's little things like that. Like, but anything can be explained away as well. That, yeah. that that's the beauty of it. But I, I do like your point there, though, because he 
again, people change or people's viewpoint change. Why would you think, oh, that was my son from like yeah, 20 years ago? Because nobody would think that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that way. No. You wouldn't remember it like that. And What's also... Always- What's always getting me, though, is obviously they have that scene, don't you, where he says, you know, where she goes, oh, Marty, I like that name. You know, it's such a good name. If it's that good, why did you wait until that third child? <laughs> Just yeah. throwing that out there. That's a good point. Maybe she was maybe she was like, oh, well, this is the last one. I might as well chuck that name just, in there. Yeah, and, and, I just remembered that name. <laughs> and just to bring the creepy factor in as well. Because, um, like I say, when she, like Marty's been um, run over by his grandfather, yeah, and, and, and taken to the bedroom, and 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 uh, Lorraine's took uh, took his pants off, and she's mentioned them purple Calvin Klein pants. She probably bought them pants in the future. Oh, that did take it to a creepy <laughs> level. Oh my goodness! That took an absolute turn. So, so she's in the future. Oh, I like these pants. The reminders of something. <laughs> Oh no! You took that to a dark level. But no, it, put these on. But then she sees them in the future, and and then does that not jog a memory and go, "Hang on a minute." He called himself Calvin Klein, but oh, I thought he was Calvin Klein because it was his name on his underwear. No, and that's going to like really mess with your head. Maybe she's just turning around everybody and going, "Do you know what? I had a date to the dance with Calvin Klein." Mm-hmm. There you go. That's <laughs> the Calvin Klein, and now he's a designer. I wish I'd married that guy instead of this guy. That's guy, but you felt sorry for him, like, so, like all the different aspects. Like when we originally get introduced to Marty's family, they are down and out. It's like his brothers basically uh, working in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, uh, um, nothing wrong with that. But again, like say that, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically, uh, his, his sister can't get a date to save a save a life. Uh, and then Let's not forget he, Uncle Joe, Jailbird Joey. Um, but, but they are on the down and out, aren't they? They're like every, the family is completely and utterly broken. Yeah, and then <laughs> she's because she's because she's, she's romanticizing like how her and her, uh, like a and like a father got got together, and she's like, yeah, and I fell in love with him, and I knew I was going to stay with him for rest forever. And you look, this you saw sadness in her face. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not that, that's not the way you want to portray all your kids. That, no. Uh, but what gets me, so their life is like completely different all because he punched Biff in the face. Mm-hmm. But his first book doesn't come out until it's the, they get it. She's like, oh, your first book. Oh, fuck's he made his money since then? Oh, yeah. he, could have, he could have been a writer. He could have done short stories. Mm-hmm. I think they just Quite don't look too much into that. Exactly. <laughs> no, so it's, like, it's like the McAllisters <laughs> and what did they do to get that house kind of thing. Yeah. Drugs. <laughs> it was definitely a mafia part of the mafia. Oh uh, yeah, east side of Chicago. Come on. <laughs> oh yes, because um, the house pretty much was stayed the same. Like, so there mustn't be that success. They just bought Mar- Marty the truck that he wanted forever. I think and it was ha- the area though, because the area improved because yes. the Lion Estates were down and out, graffiti, litter, and then at, at the mm. the end, the Lion mm-hmm. Estates uh, entrance was polished. It was clean, and the the streets were cleaner. So like, he had a he anything. had a positive impact in going back and messing up and putting everything right, but mm-hmm. making little changes. I think it's just because he hit that pine tree. That's all, yeah. that's all you need to do. <laughs> butterfly effect. Yeah. yeah, butterfly, yeah. But no, and and we haven't even talked about the real, like, one of the best things in the movie as well, um, the villain of the piece. And in my opinion, I know we've done the latest poll on who's the greatest villains of all time, and I think he was robbed. Um, God damn Biff, 
Biff. Biff Tannen. Everyone's known a Biff, though. That's the thing. That's why it's so relatable. And everyone's grown up. Everyone's had a Biff in their lives, and you've wanted to just smash the the living living daylights out of them. Goodwill probably thinks the same about me at this moment in time. I was about to say that. I had one at college called Paul Watson, but, you know. Now you loved us. (laughs) (laughs) We'll start telling stories, shall we, now? I know. I don't think there are any stories to tell, thank you. I don't want to start calling you Biff because no doubt someone's writing fan fiction about us. Yeah, and also we all know that the word Biff is another word for a a lady part, don't we? In the UK, it's probably yes. not best in the UK. <laughs> okay, probably not in the in America. The, the Americans of the group won't know that. Yeah, here's a lesson for you, Americans. I'm, I'm glad I, I could teach that, that to the world. Um, the best part about Biff is he's um, he's comebacks. Why don't you make like a tree and get out? I get of out here. of here. <laughs> I love that line. On the ride, he says some of the best one because the the ride storyline is where then. Um, Doc Brown is showing off the DeLorean to all these um, visitors and then Biff ends up stealing his DeLorean and you've got to go and stop him. And But in the middle, there's one bit of the ride where you're kind of in like um, mm-hmm. a volcanic place and it's really quiet and he's just going, are you buttheads? <laughs> and it echoes throughout the whole place. It's half the reason <laughs> I went back on the ride for as long as, for as many times as I did was for that bit alone because it's I love so that. funny. <laughs> But to be fair, though, um, Biff gave us probably that was one of my second favourite insults as a kid. Um, the first was always Red Dwarf's Meghead. Um, yeah. But buttheads, like I say, I butt loved head. calling, yeah. calling someone a butthead when I was a kid. But, you still do now. <laughs> Get text messages just with, hey, butthead. Just letting you know your place, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you absolute Biff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a bit. <laughs> I love it. Goodwill. One, uh, one day, Goodwill's going to take a swing, and it'll, it'll change everything. Goodwill get the girl and everything. When I was watching it today, I was looking at these goons, and obviously Billy Zane. Billy there. Billy Zane. Um, I I couldn't remember if Flea was in this one or the second one. But second, it must be the second, second one. Second one. Second one. Yeah. But yeah. what was the what what was with the 3D glasses guy? I didn't see the point in what remember you must have had headaches all the time. That was, oh. a, trend. That was a trend in the fifties because it, it was just the come first, out, it? Yeah, it was the first uh run of 3D, so it was very uh mm-hmm. of the period, because obviously mm-hmm. B movies, sci-fi movies of the time, it was like, oh see this amazing three D. So <laughs> you used to get like you used to get the knobheads or the biffs, as we'll now call them. <laughs> um, so the roving gangs, obviously you had the greases, you had stuff like that. You had that gang that wore the 3D glasses all oh, the time. Well, so their life must be fucked. So basically, oh, was that yeah. so that so the reference a little bit in in the second one with the Jaws nineteen, wasn't it? Where in now in three D with the shark from that one. So there might have been like same trying to like foreshadowing that three D was coming to take over. Now Avatar two is coming out, so we'll be all talking about three D again soon. Did uh, you know that Elijah Woods is in the second one? Yes, yes. he plays yeah. the shooting game. Video games. Well, yeah, the the gun. What's it called? The gun something. That, that, oh. Sh- you've got to use your hands that's that's stupid yeah <laughs> that's for yeah. babies but um the cameos in this film when you don't realize it when you go back through like even like all like all three of them um i know we were talking about before we went live like back to the future three had zz tops um yes, the first one ZZ had, 
uh, Huey Lewis was the Huey guy Lewis. doing the audition. And you're just too when, damn loud. You're just too damn loud. <laughs> um, like say Elijah Wood, Billy Zane, um, Flea from the Chili Peppers was in it as well. Um, you can probably call Elizabeth Shoes cameo in the second and third one. Did you know that Huey Lewis he written the theme or the the what was it back in time? I read this as today. a giant <laughs> middle finger yeah. to Ray Parker Jr. Yes, because oh. Ray Parker Jr. Stole. ripped off "I Want a New Drug" for the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah, right. he was like, this bastard, yeah, he was like, this bastard took millions. Me, I'm going to do something and get my own back yeah. in. But he did uh, back in time. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. And back in, so he originally wrote power, when he wrote um, the Power of Love. Mm-hmm. It was Robert Zemeckis hated it, absolutely hated it, and said, "Listen, I'm really sorry. Can you just go back? You know, the Back in Time is kind of like that's the theme we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to Back in Time and Power of Love, they're almost exactly the same song because yeah. he was that fucking sick. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm just going to recycle this." But we um. We actually had Power of Love as our one of our wedding songs as we were coming mm. out of the venue was Huey Lewis and Power of Love. Oh. Like, it's one of their movies as well. I don't think it does get as much credit for the music aspect. Everyone will know it, but everyone, when you ask about favourite soundtracks and stuff, they'll always go with Lost Boys and stuff, and of The Crow and stuff like that. But I think Back to the Future doesn't get the credit that it, that it deserves because like, even like the score, like like the music, like the little hints... Like when something happens and it's good, and it's a twin, yeah, the twin, yeah, the I, I dare say it's one of Anne's favorite soundtrack because every song is mm-hmm. on his playlist. He loves Earth Angel, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I catch him singing that many times. Um, but anytime, um, oh, I'm going to remind him of that next time. I tell him. <laughs> what's, <laughs> the, what's this? What's the song that he, he sings at the dance? Johnny, Johnny be good. good. Johnny be yeah. good. Yeah. Every time that comes on, I can hear him going, "It's your cousin, Marvin, <laughs> Marvin. Mary." <laughs> that you sound you're after. I love the uh, I love the Family Guy one where they did yeah. <laughs> Marvin Ashley. You know that mediocre sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> but I just, I, I, because it, it's it's obvious that it's not Michael J. Fox singing, unfortunately. Oh, but I, clearly, but I don't care. I generally don't you, care. You mean it's not? Oh, my God. <laughs> but what I do love about though, he, 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 did, he did show a few years ago that he can actually play the guitar like that, though. Yes. So he, yeah, he uh, got pointers, didn't he? One of the, the, the people who played his bandmates at the beginning, they actually said, this is how you'll do a blues riff. This is how you do it on a fretboard. And like even I can't do that. So I was like, mm. bloody hell, it's really good. Mm. But... As you said, like all the way through this movie, like the hard work that he put in. And I know, like, when talking to Nick about it as well, because she gets confused a lot with time travel, like what's happening there and stuff. This one doesn't overcomplicate where yeah. it, it can do. And when it does overcomplicate, it makes a joke out of it. Um, like, yeah. like at the end, uh, like, end of two, I think, where Marty's getting, I'm back from the future. And I'm again, and, and the doc's get. So you went back and you're back, and, and, and you've passes out and stuff like that because it's too much for him but um it's just so much fun like and the in jokes as well when it's good oh why do you use a delorean well I, one of the time machine i wanted to be like a, a bit of style i think it was what was the worst car to use yeah. ever that's for style wise in the <laughs> yeah. world the it guy... only went up to 85 didn't it yeah the guy who the guy who did the delorean was so is so happy john, wasn't he called john delorean. delorean yeah it was so happy that they used the delorean because for all the car did really bad, it's forever 
Mm-hmm. Like, I want one. Oh, I was yeah. looking at them on eBay and they were like eight grand. I was like, I really want eight grand for DeLorean, but then right, like, let's all get a eight grand every someone, year. <laughs> someone, someone near me just sold theirs for sixty-four thousand pound. Was it was it modded out with the no no? It was It was completely stock, but the value of the DeLoreans have shot up. Did it come with They're... its own plutonium? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is Teesside, so probably. <laughs> and he bought it. For, he bought it for ten grand, and he's kept it for about twenty years, and it's now worth. He sold it for sixty-four grand. Say, I want one. Insane. I'm not, I'm not paying sixty-four grand for one though. I'll get rid of my little feet five hundred and get a Delorean quite happily. I've just remembered something as well because, like, the opening for Back to the Future as well because it tells a little story. Um, like before everything's happening, it goes through like so, uh, like Hillview and and everything. Where you see the clock and you see the dock han- hanging on the clock for some reason, and you don't notice it. But if you go back and watch it in the first one, you can see a, like a, a picture of the dock han- hanging off the clock. I don't know if it's like a drawn, but it's I noticed a it. Movie reference. Mm. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's it's from a silent movie. Uh, mm. They based the scene from the dock where he's hanging off. It's a oh, I can't remember the movie. But it's a stunt that he did, and he was hanging off the, uh, mm. the minute hand, and mm. he, like the, the clock peeled off, and right. that was sort of like it was a reference to that, but it was also foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, where he oh, was the, hanging off towards the end. Yeah, because there's lot, there's so much foreshadowing in this bit. Like you mm. see the the dog cans, and like it, it even made me feel queasy. You see the the bowl of dog oh. food just getting Ooh. piled up, uh, and, and then you, and you see like the yellow box that you find out, like the box of plutonium as well. Yeah. And you, and you, uh, but again, with this as well, like they make a lot of uh, risks as well, making the Libyans like terrorist organization. Wow. <laughs> the Libyans, they found me. I mean, it's usually that other in the eighties was usually them or the Russians. So you yeah, know, true. They sent it out, didn't they? During nine eleven, they just yeah. never said the word terrorist when it was on TV. They just said, "Oh, you'll be shot." They never right. mentioned like terrorism. Or anything they they like made that. them out to be really stupid as well. Because what did he yeah. trick them with? <laughs> And they yeah. didn't know. Uh, <laughs> it was something. Oh, it was like a, like a bag of a, a pinball. Yeah, pinball, pinball. pattern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he made them look really stupid. And also, why would there only be two of a Libyan gang coming to chase them? There was literally <laughs> the guy who shot him and the guy in the car. Gun. If in they the were deadly serious, why? Were, in, a, in, a, in a VW bus. Because it was the 80s. But it was hilarious as well. It's like, they found me on a white van that said Doc Brown. Also, they had the lights turned off as they were pulling in, but then turned them on when they were getting up to them, close to them. Yeah, Why would they want to crash? They want to crash. Well, they did crash because the they crash they crashed into a tiny little um, can you stop, kiosk. Can yeah. you stop picking holes kiosk. in my favourite film, please? But the question is, oh, I loved it. I, honestly, I'm I'm holes it is. Can, yeah. Sam, can you remember my 30th birthday party? Like, like last year? Can you remember when I made my other half? I was going to make a really bad joke there. Sorry, my, my fancy dress party. <laughs> I do. I do. And I, have and I had Kev, the DJ dressed up as Doc Brown. Yes. And he, oh, had, he, was, he looked great because obviously he had, it was the whole get up, mm-hmm. but he, he had the board as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he, he made that. He made basically made himself a hover, like a pretend hoverboard for mm-hmm. the costume. Um, and anybody who has been to Bar 7 in Sunderland mm-hmm. will see that that is actually now above one of the, the 
kind of put them on the shelves above one of the doors in the bar because when we're out on the drink after the party he didn't come be bothered to carry it around anymore so they took it off him and it's just now like I don't know if it's still there because I've not been in there for a while but it was just like kind of pride a bit place above one of the doors in seven because it was that good Oh, cool. Oh, I, I'm, I I'm, st- I'm still a bit salty that we haven't got other balls yet. <laughs> Even though the film told us we have. But there was a lot of stuff in the in the movies. Like, I know, like, say, we were talking, we talked about the first one, but in the second one, a lot of things that came about um, because of that, that, that it got right as well. Um, like, say, the 3D aspect in the films, like, coming out and almost touching you, um, like, the self-tying shoes and stuff. Um even mm. though you can get them, they're quite expensive now. <laughs> <laughs> Biff Tannen being an absolute, what's yes. the word I'm looking for? Um, almost identical to Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and he came, he, came into, he came into office in 2016, and obviously that took place in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so Biff did become president. <laughs> Yeah, because that was the joke, wasn't it? They were like, yeah. we're in the Back to the Future 2 timeline, guys. <laughs> Literally 15th of October, 2015, we're all sitting there going, Where, where's our hoverboards at? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, probably Goodwill's probably the closest we've got to Marty, so Marty, get your act together, mate. <laughs> I am actually, my name is actually in the first movie, so... <laughs> oh, well. In Hill Valley, in Hill Valley, Goodwill Industries has a store in oh, Edinburgh. right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam's named after Sam Malone, so <laughs> not that... <laughs> it's, a true, it's a true story. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to like throw you all out the water here, but my name's Emma Thompson. <laughs> You're That's not true. really Emma Thompson. You, you, you didn't get fucked over by Alan Rickman. Don't worry. I loved. I, I would have loved to, to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. I saw a comment on Facebook that you put about the Alan Rickman book, and then someone put, I think it might have been Kelly Moon, who was like, "I can't wait to read. I can't wait to read you forward in the book." <laughs> it was Kelly. I loved that comment so much. Bye, so, what is everyone's favourite moment of the film? Because obviously you have to have a favourite moment. It's hard to say that one. No, no, no? That, that one's a hard one to think because there's so many like like bits I absolutely adore. Like probably one I get get the feels is when the doc sends Marty back and the whole like say leading up to that where the wire disconnects and he's having to try and uh, connect them together. Uh, when he freaks out to hearing 20, uh, 120, was it 121 gigawatts? And he's getting gigawatts. gigawatts. Oh, um, when he's torturing him with uh, like rock music, uh, calling themselves Darth Vader. <laughs> That's just hilarious as well. Yeah, mine's mine will be anything that has Biff in it because he's just brilliant. He's so funny. <laughs> he's so dumb. It's funny. <laughs> I hate manure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the skateboard scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where, he, where he takes the scooter um, and they go, they go around. Uh, I mean, the thing is, with, with, with this movie, unlike others, there are so many good yeah. scenes. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't say I prefer this one. To we this would one. literally like, be sitting going through scene by scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, God, you have that one. Every, yeah. every scene. I, I've, I, when Paul was answering that, I'm like, oh, no, I like that one. No, but I like that one. I'm like, oh, fuck. Just, <laughs> just say the whole just movie. all of it. Yeah. yeah. The whole film. 
and all, all three of them <laughs> controversially i love the third one because yeah it's great film i love the third it's one great but film. I, I must, yeah. i'm gonna have to watch it again because it's been a long time the whole premise Red. of back to the future is so good that they made it three times just for slight variations Different issues yeah and it is, in essence, the same movie over three times. Like everything happens the same way. They do the same thing in the prep. And the point is to get to the same point. And nobody gives a shit. Yeah. yeah. You, get a, you get a big ass train at the end of the third one. Like that's class. Yeah. Also, with a, with a kid who points to the camera and signals to his penis. He needs a wee. Yeah. That's why like he did it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Michael J. Fox nearly died on that film. And there's still. Kept the scene in. Mm. There you Which go. Fun fact. It's Isn't when he gets hanged. Dragged? When he gets it's when it's when they literally initially lift him up. They didn't re- they, they didn't expect to have him up there as long as they did, and he started to literally choke. His neck started to tilt the bit, um, and that's when they finally cut him down. Oh dear! Oh. Did you? <laughs> did he get taller? Oh, <laughs> did you read that obviously with I the go into some kind of asphyxiation joke there but right back here. <laughs> yeah wrong did person you... on <laughs> did you did you read that obviously with the runaway success of the first film universal went to um rob zemeckis and i can't remember the, the other guy i keep forgetting his name uh, but I, um, I keep wanting to say bob crane but it's not it's bob, bob gale. Gale. gale he's actually yeah. a comic book writer for because, Marvel and DC, I didn't know that. Well, they were they were purists and they just wanted to do a one and one and done. They didn't mm-hmm. want to do uh, sequels or anything like that. And Universal just turned around and said, "We're doing sequels with or without you." So, do you <laughs> think when they did two and three, they sort of made them similar as like a giant fu? Because they're like, why break Potent- the formula? Potentially, but as long as the two bobs are alive, you will mm. never get a reboot, a redo. Nope. Anything along those lines because they I'm own glad. the rights outright. I know they did talk about it. <clears throat> uh, the premise was going to be not like Doc Brown wasn't going to be in it, but Marty was going to be playing the Doc role. Oh, so, so the, master, uh, the trainee has like become idea. the master. So, but, yeah. But yeah. if that happens, then great because it's coming from the two bobs. It's not coming from anyone else because they will not allow anyone to touch their property. <laughs> oh no! I think this was about ten years ago before, like uh, Michael J. Fox's like problems. I, say, I don't think, I don't think he to... can actually act did you, anymore. No. Did do you guys know how they got the rights? No, to, I to don't. Back to the so obviously, it was seven years in development before we went into production, and they sold. They they pitched it to Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. before they went to Universal and Columbia passed on it but they retained the rights to it if they wanted to make it down the line um, and obviously they were still going around town trying to pitch it and stuff like that and they were like oh Universal were really interested um, but obviously they didn't have the rights so there was some sort of backhanded deal I can't remember what producer it was but he made a ploy because they were, they were making a they were making a film and they needed rights to it. Uh, Columbia needed rights to it. And this fella had the rights to it. And he, he made a trade and he said, you give me these two licenses and I'll give you the rights to do this um, mm. film. But he didn't, he didn't mention, he, he said two, he didn't give a shit about one, but he wanted back to the future. But he said, he thought 
if I said I want Back to the Future, they'll they'll want more. There's some, for it. They'll cut yeah. it on, yeah. yeah. And that's and, uh, so they got the rights, but that's why in Back to the Future it's all Pepsi because mm-hmm. Columbia got bought out by Coca Cola. Uh, right. Uh, Everything mm-hmm. in Back to the Future is Pepsi, so Pepsi Clear, the Pepsi bottles, yeah. Pepsi Free, Pepsi. And I really wanted that one of them pizzas from the, the Pizza Huts as well. Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah. yeah. Why is that not a thing right now? <laughs> did any 2022, these... why is that not a thing? Did any of you get the uh, Pepsi, you know, the, the limited edition Pepsi bottle from the second no. one? Did any of you get any? No. 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 They'll be clearly up here if I did. I don't know. When it comes to your collection, I don't know what's amongst all that. There's a lot going on there. Yes. If Paul uh, used backlights, you'd just hear angelic noise for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like a shrine. Oh, <laughs> but um, no, I think there was. What I was going to say is, sorry, I, I just got off track there. Wasn't this the first, like, not the first one, but the two and three was the first, like, big movie that was done back to back, film back to back? Two and three were, yeah, I believe. Oh, because after yeah. the two, you got the trailer saying uh, Back to the Future 3, and it gives you yeah. clips of the film. Coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that was, because um, if, to be honest, I know Sam's going to like uh, tell us the fuck off, but if we didn't have the Back to the Future trilogy, you wouldn't have had Lord of the Rings. They wouldn't. Oh, no, I'm not going to um, tell you the fuck off. Totally <laughs> <true. don't> <laughs> if you don't have, if you don't, you're right, if you don't have um, mm-hmm. an X amount of trilogies coming out, then. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we would have had a lot of things if it wasn't no. for Back to the Future. Rick and Morty. Yes, that's getting a bit. I'm um, getting sick of that a bit now. But that, I've that's, never that's seen it. I'm not going to. I don't get it. Emma, I've watched a couple of episodes nah, and I just don't get me. it. No, it's not, not my kind of thing. But there is a lot. There is a lot of things out there that is, like you say, influenced by Back to the Future. You know, music. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even down to your like your little bands like you know mcfly and stuff like that yeah like, I know, all influenced I, by stuff oh, like bless i love my wife to bits she actually said as went oh do, do you think mcfly are fans of back to the future <laughs> oh no oh, <laughs> i was like possibly it's, it's a culture it's it is i mean although you know star wars is 83 this was very much in that vein of such a cultural behemoth that inspired well, yeah. let's be inspired culture for generations. Yeah. But it, I don't think it gets well. It does get the credit now, but then it probably didn't get the credit because it was classed as a teen comedy type thing. All the different mm-hmm. ones that were coming out at the time, like well, got big, um, like say the Breakfast Club, like all the teen, like uh, the Goonies, for example. Like as John well. Hughes was basically mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. over cinema. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so I don't think this actually got the. If you made this now, it would be a, a mega blockbuster. To do because, like, say the effects they would they wouldn't be using like practical effects. They wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, they would use like a state of the art car. They would probably get like um, Tom Holland <laughs> to to play Marty I'm and not, stuff like. That. No, I'm don't. not convinced it would work now if they kind of made it again. If it, you know, and I don't mm. know if that's just because of my love for the actual original film, but mm. I don't think as a remake, I don't think it would work. No. It's very, it, it's I, very dated. Yeah, there's certain films though that you just you can't Casablanca, yeah. Back yeah, to exactly. the Future. The you know, you, you, you just it just wouldn't they are work. Not meant to be, I think that mm. I like to coin this with, with the original Ghostbusters it's it's lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, was, I love that was, scene. It was, it was 
done at a perfect time yeah. with a perfect director, perfect cast, perfect, cast, perfect photography, yeah. perfect music. You, yeah. you can't, can't replicate, replicate that. No. no, you can't. We're there. We're there. I'm sorry. I'm, again, I'll probably get a lot of hate here. Oh, uh, here we go. They've, they did it last year. Oh, what, the musical? No, no. They're not, not remaking Back to the Future. Like, if you're saying not being able to recreate, a, like, a time or a film, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. It was exactly... Uh, no. It, no, it stands no. on its own. It does stand on its own, but the original mm. Ghostbusters was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, that you don't have Afterlife without the original. Yeah, but I'm not yeah, saying the remake. True, back to, I'm, I'm not it saying the remake. Back to, yeah, I'm not saying remake Back to the Future. I, I'm not against retelling the, a, a story or going into an, another story because everyone life goes on and like things can be like different worlds and different things can happen. It doesn't have to be like about Marty or and have an aspect of Marty, but. I wouldn't be against, like, again, Ghostbusters Afterlife for me changed oh. a lot of aspects. I wasn't when it comes... a massive fan of Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm sorry. Turn her off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, but that's I fine. Wasn't, but, but I wasn't that's... a massive fan of it. I'm so sorry, everybody. No, no, no. I would never. Please don't send me hate messages, everybody else who's watching. I'm just not a fan. Okay. Martin, I can send you her address. No, no. You can have the one sock center. But if you don't have that loving connection to the first. One. I do. Then I maybe... absolutely love no, no, Ghostbusters but... and Ghostbusters. In fact, I prefer Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two. two yeah. the first one. Absolutely fucking love it. Especially the whole, you know, Statue of Liberty thing. Love it. Just not a massive fan of, of Afterlife. I, I just, mm-hmm. I thought it was just nostalgia for the sake of it. Oh, right. I got out of it think? everything I wanted, and I was, I was, and I'll, cry, I'll still cry to this day every time I think oh, about cry it. Everything. No, but. Uh, no, but I really like that because that's the I first person. I bet you'll person hang up that... now and then cry. No, no. Sorry. I, I, Emma's, <laughs> Emma's like the first person that's actually had like a, a negative thing to say about Afterlife. So I'm, I'm quite an interesting, like, again, not to give you hate or say that you're wrong because everyone's opinions like say di- are different. No, that's why we get on so much because like say we've got some things in similar, but then there's certain I, aspects that we don't I like. I might get a lot of hate now on the chat. <laughs> Do you I'm think not going to not be friends with you because no. you didn't like Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you I don't know. I've lost friends for for less, so you know. <laughs> and more. <laughs> if if they did do right, hypothetically, mm-hmm. to play devil's advocate, Ooh, if they did say, right, right, guys, we're not rebooting Back to the Future. We are continuing like Ghostbusters Afterlife. Do you think they would have to do it in the same vein that Afterlife did, where it's Marty and Jennifer's kids? No, Jules and Vern. Oh, do you think? Yeah, it could be Jules and Vern. Yeah. Well, the cartoon. I love the cartoon. Yeah, I don't think the cartoon. The cartoon. I forgot about the cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon Actually, was all the yes, way. the cartoon was good. But I think um, if they did it though, it would hmm. just be tied to Afterlife constantly because you it won't could... be able to use the DeLorean or anything like that because like, oh, it's Hector One. Oh, it's, it's, it's... Well, not a DeLorean. Destroyed the could... train. The st- the, not the train. The train's still around. They jo- de- destroyed the de- uh, the DeLorean. The train because oh, the... oh, yes, in that did. timeline, Paul. A... Yeah. In that timeline, but multiverse. all they need to all they need to do is oh no, like, don't get started on the multiverse thing. Some... It confuses the hell out of me. But you, you could do like an evil version, like bits great, 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 great gang kids find the the flux the capacitor. Almanac. 
the well, almanac. The, the flux, the flux <laughs> capacitor and something can happen. But there's always waiting for me. It's like, I know there's big rumours now that, again, sorry to keep talking about the Goonies too. Um, yeah. There's loads of different reference points and they've talked about that for years. Um, how they're going to do this. Have you auditioned, yeah. Paul? No, but there's been a few things I've read that did, did interest us. The first one, I know this was, like they pitched about 20 years ago, was that it was the kids of the Goonies go on adventure after hearing stories from basically the parents and get stuck and lost, like, and the Goonies have to come back to try and find the kids. I kind of get that. I kind of like that element because, again, it doesn't have to be. But what, and they've, they've said um, they're going to do like a, a like a mockumentary piss take where on a low budget redo the Goonies, like take for take, but just like adults having a laugh. Again, that sounds fun, but the way I would do it, again, with the Goonies, if they were going to do it, a TV show, like a six-episode, eight-episode series. <laughs> I was about to say that about Back to the Future. You absolutely read my mind there. Would you, I was I about would, to say, would, do you think it would work as it, like a mini-series? I think I'll te- I would agree. I'll te- I think I'll, it would. I'll, I'll tell you after Willow. <laughs> it's Willow's at this end of this month. Oh, yeah, Willow's coming out. I can't wait for Willow. <laughs> I think the I only reason I say the only reason I say that because everyone thought ah Star Wars won't work as a TV series and now look at Star Wars today because it's not about the uh, the Skywalkers now when they take take that away element out of it and just tell us the the, the universe they're in it becomes a little bit more interesting yeah absolutely. go watch Andor go watch Andor <laughs> telling you all go watch not, Andor I don't like slagging things off I love I'm not talking I love to how, you Beth. I love how Paul Watson managed to. Turn the uh, conversation around onto the Goonies yet again. I haven't done it for a while, so <laughs> oh, it, was, it, was about to ha- it was bound like, to happen. I was going to say, like, he obviously hasn't mentioned it about twenty-five times today already, so you know, he needs to get that extra one in. So uh, we're talking about eighties films, so we'll have to mention the Goonies at some point. I, I tell you, the, the one thing, just quickly going back to the, the the film, the one thing I absolutely think this film gets right is the sound effects. Mm-hmm. There is nothing Agreed. more. There, there, there are a few things in in motion pictures, especially in the eighties, that are more instantly recognisable. The Wilhelm mm-hmm. scream, the mm-hmm. Tie Fighter noise, and the noise that of the Delorean. Twinkle, the, yeah. The, the twinkle and the whine of the Delorean. Yeah. yeah. So, because when it was in Ready Player One, I don't know if you'd watched that. When I heard mm-hmm. that noise, I was like, Oh my god, it's a Delorean! Yes. <laughs> and it was the fact that they had like the Mecca set. There's a Mecca cube as well. Yeah. I was like, Oh my god! And um, who was the people who did the sound for Back to the Future? It's Skywalker. Sylvester, isn't it? No, it's oh, lights and something. Industry, industrial light and magic. That's it. They did the sound for Back to the Future. Now, test audience, when they sent it to the test audience, they didn't quite have the last bit of the DeLorean put in there. Mm-hmm. So that they had to watch that bit, not only in black and white, but watch it in silence. So the film was like up to the, the last part where they're at the clock because mm-hmm. they hadn't quite finished everything. The audience didn't give a shit. They were genuinely oh, cheering. They really, they were yeah, that invested. They were, they were, they just, they were cheering way, yeah. and uh, her, and they said it was the most wildest screen audience that they'd seen. And the last part hadn't even been finished, and they, they didn't they, even tell them. They just watched that was it. Was insane. And, yeah, they said they've never been in a room with a test screen where people were like applauding and yeah, cheering on all their feet. the way through a movie. That's brilliant. Yeah, they were absolutely invested from like start to finish, and it's oh, not really like you don't get the, the mass amount of backstory 
with Marty McFly, what you see in that house is enough for you to go, yeah, I'm on this journey with you yeah. from start to finish. That's I brilliant that, writing. I, but I love like, how they kept you engaged by putting that little bit of um, like fear or like adrenaline there just with like a symbol of the photograph. Having the photograph fade, it's like yeah. erased from existence. Like, it's, it's such a clever... The music that, that's used for any dramatic scene does get your heart racing a bit. Like when, when the, they're in the car park and the Iranians are just about to come up, the music changes and it's like kind of a bit, it's almost like a drum beat in my heart. It's like going, holy shit, Sam, you've seen this film. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens. But the music get the, the music in it does, it, it does help to pick your emotion with it. It really does help. And I love films that can do that. Very well written, isn't it, the music? Oh, yeah. Where every, everything's just perfect. It just comes in into place. Nothing is a mistake in that film. So here's going to be the big one. If you were going to change any element to it, what would you change? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> just put Elizabeth Shoes, Jennifer first, like originally, and let's not do this whole fake Jennifer thing. <laughs> but did, did the story behind that? Because she, I didn't actually know. I don't know. It. She, did she, she re- go off to do cocktail or something? No, no. The original lass, uh, like I think she quit movies for a while to look after her mum. Her mum da- uh, got uh, cancer or something. Oh, oh, I thought I thought she'd gone to do cocktail with the uh, no because it was no it was Elizabeth Shea that did cocktail and then went, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. no the original Jennifer like uh, a mum becomes sick so she'd done a Rick, uh, Rick, uh, what's he called uh, like say, almost like a retirement. Oh, no, from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, because he retired. Uh, yeah, he retired to take care of his watchers. He's coming yeah. back, though. Don't panic, kids. He's coming back. Um, he signed up for a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Oh, Wouldn't sign no. up for Afterwork, though, but did that. Yeah, there's always that firehouse. He can always come back and play a part in that. But, uh, but yeah, um, like her mum got sick, so she retired uh, for a little while. To, to, she, she's all about the concert oh, now, though. Well, that's okay. Yeah, she she uh, she's all about the concert and now. So um, I think she was at the London Pond when Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd was there. So that oh, all... what a moment that was! Mm. That totally took over my bloody TikTok page. Every other post, <laughs> every other post was just watching them too. And I'm like, I can't take any more, man. Will you stop putting all this sad music over the top of it? I'm like, oh, well, God. I mean, Christopher Lloyd doesn't even look like he's that much older, though. No. Because like, <laughs> he looked that old <laughs> to start with. Well, the, he doesn't the, look the, that much the, older. The makeup that they use on Christopher Lloyd for his age was brilliant the way that they they made the skin crinkle around like yeah. certain parts mm. where it would it was I've, fantastic have you watched in 4k no oh god no. yeah i watched it in 4k <laughs> you can see <laughs> everything yeah hey, these films should <laughs> never be watched in 4k yeah back to the future is one of those movies that like when you see them upscaled like a lot of them look brilliant and beautiful yeah like Alien, Alien is absolutely a masterpiece to, to watch in 4K. The white in that is amazing in 4K. <laughs> but Back to the Future, you see every little, like on his neck, you see the the makeup line. You see the layers, <laughs> you see the crinkles. But yeah, for me, I'm looking at just the application of it and I'm like, it does look really good. But I do know what you mean by 4K. Don't ever watch Selling Sunset in 4K because you see all the makeup wrongs, <laughs> all the terrible. That's <laughs> Any doubt that I'll watch that. But his mum was what is only three days older than him than Michael J. Fox. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's literally Liam, three Liam years older than him. Uh, and Kristen Glover yeah, is like three months older than him. They're all, all right. in the same age group. She was one of my first crushes as well, Leah Thompson. I Leah Thompson. Mm. Oh, she did that weird duck film, though, didn't she? That's the why duck. I liked her. She fucked a duck, so no, I had a chance. She fucked a duck. No. <laughs> she fucked a duck. She fucked a duck. Who's her daughter? Who's, who's Leah Thompson's daughter? Because the weird, uh, uh, whatever it is. Just to clear that up, <laughs> she's actually just Emma Thompson I'm in disguise. <laughs> I'm um, Nanny McPhee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Professor Trelawney. I can't ever say her name. Um, the dress from the the, the dance that went to the Thompson actually kept that, and her daughter thought it would be a good idea to wear it for Halloween. She literally ripped her daughter out of the party when she found out she had it on. And was like, do you know it's a piece of history? Wow. That's class. <laughs> I've read a lot of IMDb today, guys. <laughs> do you, do you not work? I've been off today. But All right, fair one, I fair work, one. I only work three days a week, so. Oh, God. If you, if you ever go to Los Angeles, the Universal Backlock is, a, is, a, is an absolute must to her. For the Hill mm-hmm. Valley set, um, it, you get the, there's there's certain places where it's like you know this is where history this is where Back to the Future was this is where history is being made like it's, mm. it's oh, that magical awesome. it's magical being there We're just looking at the clock tower yeah just be like oh yeah. my god because Lloyd hung off that That's oh that would be awesome you know, that would just, be so awesome it's it's it, it is a a wonderful magical movie that you can just watch again and again. And did you never ever get tired of? Yeah. Did, did again? I didn't go because it was expensive. <laughs> I was I was cheap at the time. Did you just hear about the like the screenings that they did for the thirty year anniversary up and down the country? And Manchester was the closest one to us, no. where they had the Hill Valley. Like, they recreated Hill Valley sets, so they had the oh. diner. They had um, like a where you saw you watched the movie on like a drive drive in, uh, so it was all like a fifty drive in. So it had like, like all yeah. the all the sets around it, like so you could have the experience, but it was like about 90 or 100 quid just to watch the movie. So, oh, wow. um, it would have been an experience to do, but well, that, that's an, exp- an expensive experience, but an experience nonetheless. Some I've things say, are worth the money, I think. Well, I totally agree. <laughs> um, so I gotta say, this film has some of the most quotable lines in, though. Mm-hmm. She's got that good in my head. <laughs> and you're my density. You oh, are my density. I mean, destiny. <laughs> destiny <laughs> has popped me to you. Carolyn actually has that as a new print that she was selling, and it's great. It's got a lovely, it's like pink and blue. It's like the very standy out colours, and it's got I'm your density with a milkshake underneath, and then underneath it says, sorry, I'm your destiny. And somebody, <laughs> the, the con just went, that is a really good-looking milkshake. And I nearly, I was like, you just don't get the reference, do you? I was heartbroken they didn't get the reference. (laughs) Tell you what, with everything that we're getting now, because with uh, Stranger Things basically ripping off every single 80s movie now, do you reckon season five is just going to be inspired by Back to the Future? That would be quite interesting to you. I honestly (laughs) thought they would have done it by now. Yeah, me too. Wasn't wasn't season three 85 and then season four was 86? Yeah, this one's going to be 90s, isn't it? That the the rumours could be, yeah. I, I honestly thought, with it being summer 85 in season three, that we were going to see Back to the Future stuff. And they, but obviously, I don't, I don't think, I think Stranger Things is not, who's it produced by? Who's it, who's uh, it made by? Obviously Netflix. Well, it's the Duffer Brothers. 
No, but the the company, because obviously Universal will have the rights for Back to the Future, so I don't think they'd be able to. I don't think Netflix give a shit to be no, I don't think the Duffer Brothers, the Duffer Brothers did it so subtly that you, you, you're, you're having to go out and look for the in references in some part of it. Ghostbusters, not as much. No, that was very <laughs> obvious. They can't, be, can't be keeping hold of the rights that closely because there are a lot of programs and films and God knows what else that reference about the future yeah. over the past That's all I thought, 30, though, 40 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's all I thought because I was like, I was surprised. I don't think you can get done out. for doing a reference or doing. Oh, we would be fucked if that would be the case. <laughs> massively. Um, but I don't think you can get think, done for references. Yeah, I, think I think you've got to make it so, like a certain I was amount of yeah. yeah, I was so surprised that, you know, let's because it was one of the biggest movies of 85 in the summer. Because mm-hmm. I think it was number one. I think it was number one for like three weeks. Oh, it was in cinemas until March '86, from mm-hmm. July '85. So it was like a huge movie at the time, and yeah. not one reference in Stranger Things, which I just found really yeah. odd. The only thing, yeah, like I say, there's a lot of things. The only thing that I, after watching Back to the Future, like the trilogy back, the only. Th- my only little complaint is the when the shoehorned the whole Marty being called the chicken subplot in. Oh, I love that. Oh, that yeah. But that wasn't in the first one. There was no reference to it, or there was no, no. element of him being like classed as a coward. And it was kind of like second one. Second one, then it made it such a big thing, and how it was going to change no, his future yeah. and stuff. And stuff. That was my only not a complaint. The same thing right? that kind of bugged bear, shall we say? Is that what you would change? Yeah, because I don't That's think. It was a kind of. I know they needed it for certain elements of the film or aspects to work, but I think they could have done it better. Just that it seemed like cheap, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Um. How how much of a dick is the principal though? Strickland. <laughs> he was like proper shouting, shouting in Marty's <laughs> face. Like I was like, if that was today, he'd be put on the floor. Like it was ridiculous how he was. That this was eighties. Jesus, some of the teachers at our high school, I used to get hit with rulers and stuff. So they used to get we were a lot more than the yeah, district. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, we used to have a teacher who had a, um, a rubber brick. Mm-hmm. We didn't he used to chuck it off people. A rubber brick. Yeah, a rubber brick. Uh-huh. And when he first brought it into the class, he, he terrified everyone because he kept knocking it on the table. And it, mm-hmm. it sounded like a fucking brick when he was doing it. And then he chucked it, he hurled it across the room and the whole like, class just went under the tables. Be, I went to, to Shiny Roll oh. Primary School. I mean... I was going to say, to be fair, Emma didn't, primary uh, school. Emma didn't go <laughs> yeah. to school that much. Like, I went to a, excuse me, I went to a Catholic school and I didn't get any of this. Yeah, definitely Not didn't the... get any. He's got Sorry. the jokes. He said he was going to be nice to me today. I have been very nice. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> keep it in any longer, though, could you? I said you looked at 7 out of 10. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah they, they, they were... Like the kids, like schools in eighties, that's what they were like, though, wasn't it? You just had that. Hard just, a, just a principal being a dick in your face, like oh, yeah, telling yeah. you you're going to amount to nothing, but he's meant to be educating you. <laughs> like he was. That terrible. was our school, yeah. Our school was like you had to go to go to steal or serve chips. Like, yeah, oh, cool. I'd serve chips. <laughs> Each trip's not separate. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, 
So again, I know that, like, see, I always like to do a bit of a rating system, but I know what everyone's scores are going to be because, as Sam's already pointed out, it is the perfect movie. Um, I, I, the first one, especially, I can't say that there's any imperfections. I know we've joked; it is a definitely a five out of five for me. Yeah, five out of five for me. You too. Can I, I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah. Um, Good first one, five out of five. <laughs> Five out of five. Mm-hmm. My God, it's the first time we've gone a whole full house of fives out of fives. <laughs> it was a, a no-brainer, really. Film, the most scientifically perfect film of all time. I can't count how many times I've actually said that. Right. Not on this one, but okay, throughout then. the whole podcast. How about, instead of rating it five out of five, why don't you put your favourite out of the three in order? Oh, good I'm God, are you ready? I'll do mine. Two, one, three. Ooh. I <gasps> love the second one. I love it so much. I don't, I, don't say not, I don't not love the first one. I just love the second one better. I don't. I don't say them as a split. I say them as a continual one movie. Ah, oh, uh, nah, fuck that. Mine's one, it's three, a... two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always one, one, two, three. To be fair, if I don't have anything that I hate about them, like I, as as some point out before, you can watch each and one of them, and you'll find a little thing or you'll spot them. Like I, like, I literally only spotted Billy Zane. Like last year, I realised that like, like Billy Zane was in it. I was like, "Fuck shit, that's Billy he Zane." He only says one word, doesn't he? <laughs> like, yeah, it's that when the oh no, I, it's it's on the says, second one. He's in the yeah. second one. He's like, "We've got him now," or something like that. Hey, come yeah. with us. <laughs> yeah, he only says one thing. <laughs> it's insane that after it... thirty-seven years, you're still finding something new. Oh yeah, is it him that says that you, we can do this easy, the easy way or the hard way? That's it. And he goes, goes the, the hard way. way. That's <laughs> it. Yes. Thank you, Emma. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a sign, and I've seen those films too much. <laughs> it's because it drips out. Doesn't it? It goes, the hard way. Not yeah, because as he's yeah. passing out. If you if you get alive, then you 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 don't come on here and talk about all the shit that you've watched. Are you <laughs> trying to say that nobody on here has got a life? Pretty much. <laughs> you just watch it. It's watch okay. it and talk about it. <laughs> to be fair, though, um, like, the, the big things that you do get from this film is if you ever run over a kid, don't take them into a hospital. Just, just give them a lie <laughs> down upstairs, them upstairs. And, and, and get your daughter take the pants off them for, for some reason. Um, why, and did then... the, why did the parents think that was an okay I thing know. to do? <laughs> I hit another one of those so goddamn kids with my car scene. again. Yeah. <laughs> How many kids are you not at all? <laughs> and, the, and the dangers of parking with uh, Lorraine as well. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's not like I've never parked before. <laughs> <laughs> And how creepy smoke. <laughs> there's, all, there's all different aspects of creepiness, like from Lorraine creeping on Marty to Marty going, Mom, you're hot. Don't say your mom's hot. That <laughs> <laughs> just sends shivers up your spine. And then when it's the family the do, message. and when the family kiss, it's like it's like kissing a family member. Hi, <laughs> your fucking son. Oh, oh, in Borough, it's called a date. <laughs> it's just called a Monday night. <laughs> oh, goodwill. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I hear the fact that Goodwill's looking dead in the camera when he said that. I have two. I have two first names. That says it all. My sister <laughs> is called Jamie Lou. All we need is banjos and dungarees. That's it. <laughs> 
And our next review, we're doing, deliver- we're doing deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a pretty mouth. You got pretty mouth, boy. Mm, you smell like the inside of my mama's purse. Oh my god! Oh, let's wrap this up before we take an even deeper dive. <laughs> and yeah, so, and insult the whole of Middlesbrough. Yeah. Too late. I say Middlesbrough has insulted himself just by saying it's from the northeast. It's a small town in Yorkshire. But yes. I mean, again, he's not wrong. But anyway, um, so yes, that, that was our basically, I wouldn't say a review of Back to the no, Future. No, it was just a lovely, a lovely talk about monologue Back to of, the Future. Yes, and Emma and Goodwill, like, thank you for joining us again, yeah. even though I have insulted both of you previously, which is just I mean, standard. There comes uh, a time when you get used to it. <laughs> Don't worry, I've Goodwill, you'll get there. <laughs> I've got Stockholm Syndrome now. I've bought a bastard necklace because of him, so yeah, I think I'm pretty much in now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 till you've known him, wait till you've known him 20 years. I will not tell the story of how Emma was introduced to us. So there. Oh, God, this old chestnut. <laughs> oh, yes. But anyway, um, <laughs> it did involve handcuffs, though, but that was. Fun. All right. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, Paul was dressed as a policewoman. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're going to wrap this up and grab the trunk. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Anyway, and anyway. Two just reveal two separate stories. <laughs> Officer, <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, um, Sunday's episode is top five villains, I believe. Absolutely, I should remind my sister. Yes, yes. Is it, is it basically going to be an episode of why the vote was wrong? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Uh, well, to be fair, I think I like Kev's when Michaela's on, so... on a podcast, she gets all controversial, and I love it. Well, to be <laughs> fair, with top five villains, it's just going to be uh, Disney characters, isn't it? Yeah, have... most likely. And I'm not, I'm not going down. I'm not going down the argument of Disney weather again. You didn't watch that. <laughs> I mean, my vote for Maleficent, but that's all I'm saying. Uh, as always, but yes. Um, so thanks, guys. Everyone who's tuning in, thanks for everyone in the chat. Um, like I say, it's been a hoot, and this is basically the end of my birthday month celebrations. Yes. Now we're going on to random pigs. So mm-hmm. you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. I always ask this. I don't know if we still do Twitter, but mm-hmm. we are on Twitch. We've got Charlotte's Book Club. Um, Anything else? Anything? Anything else? Oh, Patreon coming in the new year. Yes, where we'll be selling TikTok. stuff, and you can TikTok. Uh, like I say, we kind of do. I don't know. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> do TikTok. Yeah, Laura does that, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, trying to think She's now. My uh, all good. Yes. Um, like I said, the next episode is top five villains. I think we're doing a, a turtles episode. After yep. that, with Jake and uh, Graham is coming to talk to us. Yeah, about the teenage. return of Graham is back, um, and then we've be... got then we're going into the Christmas season. Yay! Yay! <laughs> fun times! It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Yes. So it's going to be fine. It's going to be friendly. But yes, are you doing another Christmas special? <laughs> um, we're, we're doing, doing a Christmas, Christmas specials. Ooh, so more than one. Yeah, no, we're talking about TV shows like and TV shows of, of like 
yeah. Ah, right. Okay. See what I did there. I understand. Yeah. So the day of Christmas, Paul gave to me a big speech on my lips. <laughs> it was a one-time deal. Get over it. <laughs> but yes, I don't think he's going to. I wish anyone had quit you. <laughs> I'll get Sarah on here. Don't worry. <laughs> but yes. Um. So same back time, same back channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.